This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Hope Lives Friday side notes. Uh, On Fridays, we're going to uh, delve into some side notes. And what are side notes? They may be historical issues that I want to deal with that give you a biblical perspective. It might be something economic, might be something from the Bible, might be some symbolism from the Bible, or it might even just be some ideas, philosophical, maybe even scientific that interest me and that I think the Bible either speaks to or they shed light on scripture and allow you to understand and see scripture in uh, maybe a new, a different, a more in-depth way than you saw it before. So uh, Friday Side Notes is a dealer's choice type situation for me in in that I am going to just give you information that is important. This week on Friday Side Notes, we're going to be dealing with beasts of burden. What I mean by that? Well, there's four animals that are mentioned a great deal in Scripture, and uh, they have power, powerful symbolism associated with them. They're the camel, they're the horse, the oxen, and the donkey. And as you study through scripture, you're going to see that they start in Genesis and they work their way all the way through to the book of the Revelation. And they're very important symbolically, some more than others, but every one of them has a, has a place in scripture. And when you see them, they're a natural road for God to be telling you what he's talking about and giving you uh, some insight as to what this passage of scripture may be dealing with, not only in the world, but you personally in your walk with God. The first one I want to show you is the book of, is the animal called the camel. And we all know camels, they're, they're ornery creatures. And uh, oftentimes they can be, have personalities much to be desired. And they are an animal that is found throughout scripture. They're not mentioned a great deal, but they are mentioned oftentimes with trade and with the selling of goods and items, oftentimes referring to the world's to the world's need for commerce. And when when you see them, you you see them coming in with the uh, with the kings that want to uh, see Jesus, the wise men. You see them oftentimes in the book of Genesis and Exodus as the caravans pass through Israel and Israel was placed in a certain spot. The promised land is in a unique place. It's the major trade route between Europe, Asia, and Africa. And so as you study through scripture, you're going to see that camels are a picture of humanity trading with each other humanity associating with each other, God's placing Israel in a place where as the world does what the world does in order to sustain life, in order to sustain societies, you'll see that camels are a picture of God's, well, churning the earth. He is moving men here and there and to and fro all around the world. And as he's doing that, the camel is a picture of God 
working that. And so it's a, it's symbolic of wealth and developing trade routes between humanity. And whenever you see that, I often try to think about God's work in spreading his gospel. Not only that, God's work in his spreading of his grace and his mercy throughout humanity and to all mankind. And so when camels are mentioned, it usually is an association with God's effort to present himself to humanity because he loves us and because he wants to uh, show us his grace and mercy and give us an opportunity to receive it and to walk in it. And camels are an important picture in scripture. And they oftentimes when they're mentioned, you can just in your own mind, think of God's plan to reach the world, to save the world and to give the world his grace and mercy. The second animal that is mentioned oftentimes, the second beast of burden that's mentioned in scripture is a beast that usually carries warriors. And that beast is the horse in scripture is used both positively and negatively. And when I say positively and negatively, there is military power and there's military strength that is by the world's standards and by the world's operation. It, it functions as the power of the world. But uh, there's also there's also God's authority, God's power, God's strength that he uh, has control over the earth also. And so horses are oftentimes mentioned in relation to both of those things. In scripture, you're going to see that the horses, the, the scripture says that horses oftentimes are in relation to powers of, of the Egyptians, powers of the Assyrians, power, the power of the Babylonians, and then Roman power and Roman strength, it is always, uh, when it's mentioned as far as the world's concerned, it's mentioned as a strength of the world, the military power and might of nations and the military power and might of governments. We see in Exodus 14, 9, that the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by uh, the sea, the Red Sea. And so, as you see that, you understand that that horses in script represent, well, they represent earthly powers. The Bible says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. As you can see, there's an effort to God for God to show you that you can trust in earthly strength and earthly power, in military might, in governmental control and governmental operations. You can trust in those things, but the truth is those things are fleeting and they pass away very easily, but but God's power never passes away. And that's where I would like to take you with horses also, is that ultimately when you see Jesus coming in Revelation 19 and his appearing again to take back control of the, her, of the earth, he is riding on a horse. And uh, uh, all that come with him are riding on white horses. And that is a picture of God and his military power and his military strength taking back control of the earth because God is ultimately the authority. God's sovereign over his creation. And you see even Jesus riding on a horse. In Revelation 19, it says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. That's Jesus. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire. Uh, on his head are many crowns, and he has a name written on him, that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean, coming out 
of his mouth was a sharp sword that with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so as you can see, God presents Jesus in the book of the Revelation as the coming king. And what is he? He's riding a horse because a horse represents worldly, earthly, military power and strength. And he is going to uh, govern the nations. He's going to rule the world. And he's going to rule the world as an earthly king. And the picture here is that Jesus, although the world has all the military power and might that it might muster throughout scripture, Jesus ultimately is the military might and power of the world. He's the sovereign God who rules all things and controls all things. The third uh, animal that I'd like to deal with is, as we talk through the beast of burdens is the oxen or cattle and oxen are a very unique, they're very unique to scripture in that they, they represent earthly human flesh. They represent the power of our own flesh and they are used both negatively and positively because we operate in our own strength when obviously we're not operating by faith and we're not trusting God. But that being said, our own strength and our own power, the power of our flesh and the sinfulness of our flesh is that which God uh, desires for us to offer to him as a sacrifice. And throughout scriptures that not only are sheep and goat and, and doves offered as sacrifices, one of the one of the great sacrifices in scripture is the burnt offering of oxen or cattle. And uh, Exodus 20, 24 says this, you shall make an altar of the earth for me and you shall sacrifice on it burnt offerings and your peace offerings, uh, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you. And bless you. See, our flesh and the strength of our flesh is fleeting and fading away. And God desires that by faith we would offer our our own strength, our own power, as a sacrifice to Him that we might take up His strength and His power, that we might operate in His purposes and His will. And so, when you're studying Scripture and you run across an ox, it always represents human strength, human fleshly strength, our own personal flesh and our own personal strength. The great story in scripture that I love about that deals with oxen is when David went to get the ark the first time and bring it back to Jerusalem. And as the ark uh, got unstable and tipped over, one of David's close personal friends reached out with his hand and touched the ark and, and steadied it. And when he did, it killed him. And David was, uh, well, he was just totally distraught about that. And the reason it killed him is because they placed the alt the, uh, they placed the Ark of the Covenant on an ox cart and they were carrying it back being dragged by oxen. That's a picture of being dragged by the strength and the power of the flesh of man. And obviously those wheels can fall into ruts in the road and cause the cart to become unstable. And when it became unstable, uh, a man reached out with his hand and touched it and it killed him. And we understand that the, the Ark was supposed to be carried on the shoulders of men by poles that were specially made to be placed in the bottom of the uh, ark so that the ark never touched the ground, but it also so that the ark would be carried on men because it's the presence of God. And so God always wants his presence to be carried in the hearts and upon the 
personhood of people, of, of actual humanity. And as you're studying through scripture, we understand that God doesn't want uh, us to operate in our flesh, but he wants us to operate in his power and his strength and in his anointing that comes upon us. And what happens? David goes back and he sulks and he whines and he moans and he cries. And uh, that's all Southern talk for he pitched a fit. And uh, he left the Ark of the Covenant with a man. And that man prospered and boy, he is all that he had became just great and mighty and wealthy. And when David had heard that the man was prospering and realized that he pitched a fit and he'd not done things the way God had told him to do, he went and got the Ark of the Covenant and he took men to carry it. And then he sacrificed all the way to Jerusalem. And what did he sacrifice? Every sixth step, he took an ox and he sacrificed it. And uh, six is the number of man, and uh, steps are the order in which God orders our lives. The Bible says he orders the steps of the righteous. And so rather than operating in the power of the flesh, which he had done before by taking that ox to Jerusalem, that ox cart to Jerusalem, David did it properly, where God's power, God's might, God's glory is upon humanity, upon men, being carried by men to the whole world. And every sixth step, David said, I'm going to sacrifice flesh. I'm going to sacrifice my own strength and I'm going to allow God uh, to be glorified in it. And so what a fabulous story of David learning to, to sacrifice to God and not depend on his own strength. Then finally, the uh, final beast of burden that I think is the most wonderful one is the, I call it the pickup truck of the Bible. It's the donkey. And it is the, well, by far and away. It is the least of the four animals that we've mentioned today. It has no majesty that would attract us to him. It's not as powerful as the horse. It's not as big and rugged as the uh, camel. It's not as strong and mighty as the ox. And yet the donkey is the pickup truck of scripture. It's the one you see everybody using to move about the world and to deal with things. It, it is the picture of service, suffering, peace, power, humility. It is the picture of Jesus. And in fact, Jesus, when he comes in to finish the work that God has sent him to do, when he rides into Jerusalem to present himself as the suffering servant, to present himself as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, what is he riding? Well, he's riding a donkey. And the donkey is a beautiful, powerful picture of God's use of humanity in, in, in humility and in service to him. And he uses that even though it has it doesn't have any appearance that would make, make the world desire it. It is ultimately the desire of God that we would be the servant that the donkey is, that we would endure suffering and that we would gain peace as the donkey does, that we would walk in humility and yet be powerful enough to carry burdens that are two and three times our own weight and uh, show that even though we may be weak and that we may be little, God is powerful and makes us powerful when we walk by faith with him. And the donkey is probably of all the animals that we've talked about this morning and all the symbolism that we've talked about this morning, the donkey is perhaps the uh, beautiful picture of God's work in humanity and God's power to use that which no one would expect to prove that he takes the little and the least 
and makes the great and the most out of them. And as you're studying through scripture and you're seeing these, these road signs in, in, in the word of God that point you to different things, I want you to notice that camels are, are a picture of, of commerce and a picture of God reaching out to his work, to the world that we live in. And as the world passes by, he sends his grace and his mercy to the ends of the world. And obviously, the horse is a picture of military strength, both the military strength of the world and the military strength of God himself and the power of Jesus Christ to be the sovereign God over the universe, King of kings and Lord of lords. Then you've got the oxen, which is the power of our own sinful flesh that uh, God wants us to present him as a sacrifice. And then finally, the donkey, which is a picture of humility. It's a picture of suffering and peace and service to God. And uh, when you see those things, it ought to make you think of the symbolism and think of what God is doing in that story. And you'll find each one of these beasts throughout scripture. And I pray that uh, as you study, it'll help you to understand what God's trying to show you as he uses these four animals to show you the immense love that he has for you and give you understanding beyond uh, the moment of the hour to give you eternal understanding, to give you a picture of his purposes and his will for you. And as you're doing that, walk by grace, walk in faith, and know that God is preparing great things for you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.